Welcome to the Everything Coworking Podcast, where every week I keep you updated on the latest trends and how-tos in coworking. I owned and operated coworking spaces for eight years and then served as the executive director of the Global Workspace Association for five years. And today I work with hundreds of operators and community managers every month, allowing me to bring you thought-provoking operator case studies and inspirational interviews with industry thought leaders to help you confidently stay on top of what's important and what you can apply to your own role in the co-working industry. Welcome to the Everything Coworking Podcast. This is your host, Jamie Russo. Okay, get ready. If you are interested in how a coffee business can fit in with co-working, this is the episode for you. So Jace, and I just realized when I went to record the intro that I never said his last name, and I'm not totally sure how it's pronounced. Jace, I am sorry. How about Raschi? It's R-A-S-C-H-E. He is the co-founder and general manager at Common Good Co. in Waltham, Massachusetts, which is outside of Boston. And uh, he, I met Jace, and I've known Jace now for a long time. And I didn't go back through our notes, but he joined the startup school. And like many of you, or if you haven't opened a space yet, like your experience may be, it took some time. He, it took him some time to find the location, and then it took a long time to negotiate with the landlord. And this was post-COVID, so you would think the landlord would be interested in signing a lease. Um, but it took some time for that to get done. And I remember Jace would get in on our monthly call- calls or every other week. So the in the co-working startup school, we have um, the course. We now run a live version of the first phase, which is to validate your model. And we then you can opt into every other week coaching calls. So Jace was in these calls for literally like two years. <laughs> so I got to know Jace pretty well. And he'd pop in not every call, but every once in a while when he had something to figure out, he'd jump in and he's now in our community manager program. So co-working startup school and then community manager program. So it's been awesome to follow along on his journey, but we hadn't gotten a chance to sit down and really talk through his model and how it's going because of course, once he opened, he was kind of buried. Um, So it was really fun for me to learn um, how he's doing. And I think food and beverage integrated with coworking is super on trend because folks really want that all-inclusive experience when they leave their house. So I love what Jace has created here. And he talks through the benefits of the model, um, some of the challenges that he experienced, you know, what he likes about, you know, each aspect of the business, how it's set up, what it looks like for him. There are other folks who don't do it exactly the same way. Obviously, there's a lot of different ways to approach this model. But Uh, hearing Jace's story, I think will be really helpful. And I will say one of the other things that's really fun about the startup school program, we're launching our next live cohort in January. So we're already enrolling folks. So if you're thinking about it, jump in. You can also join our free masterclass to learn more about co-working and what it looks like to start a space. We talk about three lessons learned that you should know before you embark on your co-working journey. You can access that masterclass at everythingcoworking.com forward slash 
masterclass. And at the end, it also talks about the startup school program, which you can learn more about, which is how I got to know Jace. So Jace, you know, talks about his business model and his journey and how he's looking at the business now, how they're thinking about growth. One other interesting aspect of his story is that he's on a main street in Waltham and the population of Waltham, I have that on here, is 64,000 people. So not huge, but he's on this great main street. There was no coffee shop, but otherwise a pretty vibrant main street, but he took over a Verizon store. And I remember when he told me this on one of the calls, I was like, oh boy, (laughs) trouble, trouble, trouble. And I remember like the plumbing and the HVAC, it was a pretty significant build out for him to undertake. And then he had the problem that a lot of folks had where his construction costs went through the roof kind of after he'd signed the lease, he'd gotten his initial quote, signed the lease, and then his numbers, his construction costs went up by like 30%. So we helped him work through that. And that's the great thing about the calls that we do for the startup school. What I was going to say is one great thing is that you get to meet a lot of other folks who are opening co-working businesses and are in many different phases of that process. And you get this under the hood peek at what their models look like. So anybody who is in the cohort um, going through when Jace was would get to learn about the aspects of putting in plumbing for a coffee shop and how he was looking at the model and should he have two different Google business listings. He was figuring out the construction cost aspect, how he worked through that. So there's a lot of learnings from going through that process with others, but also for Jace, I think it was really helpful for him to be able to get perspective on like what's normal, what do I do now, how do I approach this, and just be able to bounce challenges off of experts and peers while he was going through that process. And again, also normalizing that sometimes that process can take a while, but here Jace is, and he just has a great success stories so far. And I'm sure he has ups and downs just like every operator does. So just a reminder, next cohort starts in January. Go join the masterclass if you want to go through a framework of some of the lessons learned that you want to be aware of before you embark on that journey. Again, everythingcoworking.com forward slash masterclass. The link is in the, if you open up your podcast player to the show notes, you can grab the link right there. Okay, without further ado, here is my conversation with Jace. Okay, I'm super excited about this conversation and everybody listening wants to hear about coffee and coworking. So I'm glad that we finally figured out a time to do this. Welcome. So Jace is sitting in Waltham, Massachusetts. How far are you from Boston? Eight miles, anywhere from 15 to 45 minutes, depending on. Exactly. (laughs) Totally. Okay. But Waltham is like a little city. Its population is 64,000 people. Mm -hmm. So, okay. I want to hear the whole story. Jace and I have not had a chance to catch up. Jace was in our co-working startup school. You started, when did you start this school? Oh, after COVID? a while ago, before it was okay. pre-pandemic. I mean, we have yeah. people who are in the program for so long and but even you were making progress. You pick, picked your space. Construction costs went way yeah. up at some point. Yep. Cause we were about to sign the lease and then that's when the world shut down. So then we held back and yes. so that was like, and then I, press pause. Was plumbing, you were plumbing it or, or your electrical had like doubled. Since, yeah. It was outrageous. Yes. The oh, supply chains. Oh, I never want to go back to that. So, okay, we yeah. moved on. So we're at a different place now, which is great. Yes. And now you're in our community manager program. Although I was saying I never see you because you've got yes. your lots of community managers get on our calls with their video off. So yes, because you just never know. Okay, so yes, 
tell us, okay, give us your background and then yeah. your why for co-working slash coffee. We'll talk a little bit about your yeah. building because you're, you know, in your location. Give it, give us the story and then I'll, I'll sure. dig in with some questions along the way. So the, the, the quick backstory is I was a business major at Indiana University. So I, I went to the Kelly School of Business and then decided I didn't want to do business. So I <laughs> yeah, graduated. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I would not have expected yep. that. <laughs> so I graduated and I did, I actually did Teach for America, if you're familiar with that. So I taught high school What's, math. All these things that I don't pick up yeah. on when we did all those calls together. And I, know, I, right? I need to start asking people like their their deeper backgrounds. Wait, are you from the Boston area though? No, I grew up in Indiana. So I spent most of my childhood in Indiana. Oh, so I've, I've lived in the Boston area for about five years now. Five, yeah, a little oh, over five years. Okay. Wait, and how old are your kid? How old are your kids? Five okay. and three. Okay. And, and another one, on one the about way. to come yeah. in about a month. Yes. <laughs> okay. Got it. Okay. Business. Don't so don't want to do business. Didn't want to do that. Did no. teach for America. Quickly found out teaching was also not my thing. Okay. So, <laughs> Process so of elimination. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I knew I still didn't want to do business. So I went and I worked for a nonprofit outreach organization called Young Life. So I did that for about seven years. And then, so I've always, so I worked with Young Life nonprofits and then moved here, was working for another nonprofit here in the Boston area. And then that's when- What were you doing for this nonprofit? It was also, it was also faith-based, helping people. The short story is, is help people that kind of want to do church a little bit differently than what maybe they're used to. Okay. Can I tell you that the new niche is churches and co-working? Really? I've had, we've had a couple of people reach out to us about wanting to use their building for co-working. Yeah. Totally. So yeah, yeah. I can see, I can, it makes sense. It's exactly. mostly used on an, one day a week and you get the rest right. of the Exactly. To... And then all the like sort of startup churches that need mm-hmm. space and they're trying to figure out like, well, I'm not going to like build the church. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, yeah. cool. Multi, multi-purpose. I think it makes a yeah. ton of sense. So, so that was us. And then that was, so we were doing that. And so we were, you know, we, we were a quasi church, you know, we're, we're a typical church. We're not what you think of when you hear the word church. But so same, similar thing of us of like, okay, how can we, it was too expensive because we were still holding events and stuff and it's too expensive to, I mean, we're in the Boston area to yeah. just one day a month even, which is outrageous. So it was like, well, let's create a business that's making money during the day. And then maybe we can use the space for our trainings and coachings and events and mm. things. And so that was okay. really the genesis of co-working for us. And then it was really just being in the neighborhood, myself and my co-founder Drew, like our neighborhood could really just use a co-working space. Like you, you're saying Waltham is this unique yeah. spot, intersection of two interstates. It's its own thing, but yet it's close enough to the city. You know, you can fly in and get here within a half an hour from the airport. And so, and like every, every place that you could sit at in the city was just packed with people like the brewery or the local coffee shop yeah. or the other and deli expensive so nothing's yeah. very big we have that problem here the starbucks are tiny you cannot go sit in a starbucks it's like yeah <laughs> so, so we we were we were a startup nonprofit, right so we we're like trying let's meet at the local coffee shop well we didn't one we didn't like the coffee which that's what hence why coffee came into the ah, picture for us. Okay. but it was two it's just like we can never get a seat it was always packed everywhere we went I mean, we couldn't find seats we we're like okay there's something here that there's is missing in our city and so that was really what started the that combined with and our bent towards you know, community and really wanting to create a space that kind of fosters that connection between local nonprofits and just kind of be a hub for the community. And so coffee fits really well into that too. People like to connect over a cup of coffee. They um, do. So, so we're like, what, what, what would it look like to create a space that really was about the community, created a space for people to come to work, but also to connect with one another, like-minded people. And just kind of, you know, our vision was kind of like the living room of Waltham, like what would it look like to be the living room of Waltham? So 
that and somewhere that would allow us to work and have better coffee nearby Ooh. rather than having to wait is drew the coffee snob because you said he, you're yes. not the director of coffee you're like i am not yeah, he he's is a general he manager is... your co-founder i should have started with that co-founder yes. and general manager so you manage the co-working but right you said so he handles the coffee he's the coffee he's nerd. no well we hired someone else to do coffee he's okay. he's the he's the like idea man behind the coffee He's the one that tastes it. Make sure you know he helps us okay. with what we're ordering. He's the coffee snob. Yeah. So so I manage the whole thing, and then I'm not as much day to day in the coffee shop. Although some days it feels like I am, but it's not supposed to be every single day in the coffee shop. But it ends up being. But the the coffee was really born out of the same thing of just there was we were driving into the next town over to get a good cup of coffee, and we're like, there's definitely a need for this. We have a little street in Waltham called Moody Street, which has got a ton of restaurants and people come from all over to go out to eat here and there was no coffee shop on the street and we're like this Crazy. is just criminal. right so the criminal Let's so that's problem <laughs> yeah so it's like we can i was like we can do this and i was like i have a business school degree i haven't used it but i'm sure i could figure it out right. so right i could dust that off yeah <laughs> join join the startup school which was phenomenal we did a couple other cohorts we had advisor on our board of directors that had run coffee shops before so gave us the coffee angle okay um, great so you were not totally making up the coffee piece no 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 because yeah, i know nothing about coffee and we get well we you know we get lots of folks who want to do child care which gives me high anxiety yes. i have much less anxiety about the coffee but still it's a different business we so. thought about child care initially and then <laughs> i think you scared it off and then all the liability and the thing the logistics yes. was just like yeah we'll just we'll just do coffee just, let's just do coffee we'll figure out the child care like separately yeah right Okay. So let's talk about the space. I was also had a little anxiety. So you knew you need to be on Moody street. It's called, right? That's where yes. everybody is. We got to have the coffee shop there. And your real estate option was an old Verizon store, which yes. I was like, Oh, no walls. Yeah. You're starting from scratch. This Not is ideal. okay. Right. <laughs> okay. And you had pre-construction estimates or pre-COVID construction estimates and then all that changed after the fact. Yes. Yeah. And you had yeah, like some extra um, like HVAC. Like it was not suited really for no and the, the landlord didn't give us Oh any he wouldn't respond to you. Yeah, I now I remember that's yeah. why part of the reason you're in the program for so long. Because uh -huh. but you were like okay we're ready These negotiations guy will not year. respond. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> crazy landlords okay so we we got a really good we got like way below market rate on rent we just got no ti yeah so okay. we had to front yep. all that which logistically made it a little bit harder so yep. we knew when we chose the space that it would you know we were choosing it and it was definitely more geared towards coffee like yeah we're being on this street with frontage on the street yeah. like we've we got to use this for that. coffee priority mm -hmm. was we looked at a bunch of spaces where co-working would have been the main priority and we would have done coffee as an ancillary thing. But yep. with this location, we knew we had to do the coffee really well to go along with, to make the co-working work too, because it was kind yeah. of tucked in the back. You know, it's not a lot of parking nearby. It's just a little tricky. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it, it's not ideal for co-working. It's ideal yep. for a coffee shop. So that was the challenge for us to yeah. make it work. Okay. But you made an informed decision and you did have to do a bunch of extra work that you had to pay for. Yes. Yes. How long is and your list lease? We did a five-year with a five-year opt-in. So it's essentially a 10-year lease that we can opt out of after five if we okay. want to. So it's yeah. all the same terms already, for the like, second How five. long have you been open? We've been, well, yeah, we've been open a year and a half. We signed the lease in June of 2021. Okay. So we've had the lease. Yeah. And then we opened in March of 2022. And it's, isn't it, can you, are you like, I can't believe like 
all this time has gone by already. Thank it's crazy. You, 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's, it's nuts to think about just like the, even just the pro forma and the stuff that we did on the front end, just how quickly it all changes. And <laughs> when you actually, when you actually open it, yeah. and then you're like the market, all the market studies and stuff. And, and to get to the point where you're actually opening the space of just like, okay, this needs to change or we need to adapt this or this, we're going to have to do this differently. So there's just a lot of those variables. And the, the other thing about the space too, is that it's only 3,500 square feet total, Yeah, which is a lot. We were looking for space that had at least 5,000 square feet. Yeah. So it was a lot smaller than what we had wanted to do for co-working. So yep. that also complicated the co-working set of things. Cause like, I mean, we would have made the coffee shop a little bit bigger if we had more space, but it still feels like a normal, good size coffee shop. The co-working feels, you know, it's small. We, we squeezed in 11 offices. We have a, I'm in the small meeting room right now. And we have a, okay, so and, so the, is the coffee shop like 2000? Like what's the split? The coffee shop is a thousand square feet. Oh, and okay. And then co-working is about 2,500. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you got 11 offices in there. And do, I'm trying to remember, did you do the micro offices or they- We did. Are they? So yeah. ours are super, just for one person, they're six yeah. by six by eight, basically like 40, less than 50 square feet per person yeah. per Wait, office. Wait, those are not ADA compliant. That wasn't a problem? No. Yeah. No. Okay. The, the hallways and everything were, everything was like the minimum ADA requirements for that. And then we've, we've had multiple members that utilize wheelchairs. One of them was in our double office, which was bigger. Oh, um, perfect. And it was great. You have so, options. That's probably, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I love this. I, re- yeah, I remember this and thinking, but it's a great way to optimize. And then it took a while for you to lease up your offices and you were getting nervous. Yeah, it was, it was on your behalf. <laughs> uh, it was slow going on the office front. I think it was hard. I think one of the biggest challenges with the, really it's two, it's two separate businesses that work really well together. So yeah. and you have to kind of operate them as two separate businesses. Right. And I think that's the, and that was the challenge starting, for us. You were sort of starting two separate businesses yes. once too. And the operational complexity of the coffee shop, I'm guessing mm-hmm. was pretty like time intensive. Hey, I'm interrupting this episode for any of you that are thinking about or are already working on starting a co-working space, which would be 2024 at this point, if you're just getting started, I want to make sure you know, we have updated the format of our co-working startup school. We are now running it live. Although you don't have to attend live, you can get all the content and resources and the roadmap, um, without attending live, but we think that is the absolute best way to get the support that you need and build your own co-working community as you're getting started. So we've split the co-working startup school into two phases and we've been running phase one, which we call validate your plan. And we really, really want folks to clearly know their numbers before they commit to a lease. We even have folks that already own buildings that are going through phase one to make sure they get everything right before they actually commit to their layouts and start construction. So phase one is really around knowing who your target customer is, making sure you have the right size of space that aligns with your goals, and then figuring out your product mix, your floor plan, and your pricing. And then putting that all together so that you have a pro forma that you can take to the bank, as they say, literally and figuratively. We also have pitch deck and business plan templates. 
And we run these workshops live. So you're actually, we have prep work that you're doing offline as homework. We try to keep that pretty reasonable. We want you to be able to complete this work and make a go, no go decision. And if you have draft floor plans and things that you're trying to like finalize and take to contractors um, or get plans approved on, we want you to be able to do that pretty quickly. So we run this across five weeks, which gives you a little bit of time to catch up on your homework. And we run live sessions with live coaches so that we can get your questions answered and walk you through as we go. But you're workshopping, you're doing the work on the calls, unless you've already done some of the work, and then you're getting feedback on that work on the calls. Again, you don't have to come live, but we've designed it so that you get expert support. And again, you meet others who are going through the same process and we do it pretty quickly. So phase one, validate your model is running our next session. We have scheduled to start at the very beginning of January. And that's a ways away if you're listening to this when we just launch it. So you can register anytime and get the content immediately so you can start working on it. If we have enough folks register, we will move up the live date. So we like to have a little cohort that we can run through the pl- through the program. So if we get folks who are registering, then we can move up the um, date of the start of the first live session. We've set it for the second week in January. So to get more details on that, go to everything co-working, everythingcoworking.com forward slash start. Now back to our episode. And the coffee shop is just demands like your urgency, you know, it's yeah. that urgent versus important. It's like, I know I need to get these offices sold, but I also like my grinder's not working or right. whatever the POS right. went down today and I had to go <laughs> yeah. out and fix the, so it's just like the immediacy of the coffee shop, but kind of overtakes the co-working a lot of times and just, yeah. It's, so it's, it's complicated on that front. And then it's also hard just from like a marketing perspective of just like, how do you, cause we went back and forth on, do we have two, do we. Are they two oh. separate things or they're the same right. thing? Because you have one website and one Google one website. business listing, right? We yeah, actually have remember- another Google business listing, but no one no one really uses it and we haven't really promoted it oh, very much. Okay. Because right at the um, beginning, you were like, well, all the yeah. reviews are for coffee. We have like yeah. a billion five-star reviews, but none of them mentioned co-working. So right. in the end, that has not been detrimental. You're just like, okay, well. Yeah, I would say not detrimental, not ideal, but not detrimental. Yeah, it's and it's such just been hard to like. Do we do two separate ones, and then that's just double the work on our part and trying to manage it both. And yeah. we wanted it to highlight both, so it's it's just trying to find that even on like our posts on Instagram or our you know paid yeah. marketing. Like, what do we advertise and trying to yeah separate are that you out? Doing has been paid marketing. Tricky. I'm sort of jumping around, but since you mentioned it, are you running? Ads? Uh, not not a lot. I mean, we've done like social media, and then you know we've we've done we've we printed out some nice like one free day cards that we've handed out at local apartment complexes and hotels and things to try and attract people in. But other than that, most most of our leads, we get quite a few tours from our website, but most of our leads are people that are in the coffee shop, working in the coffee mm-hmm. shop and see that we have co-working and or go up and ask a barista, hey, could someone show me around in the back? So okay. a lot of my day is interruptions of yeah. people Hey, someone wants to see the space. Do you have time to show them? Yeah. So you have a you have barista, coffee shop manager, but you are handling the co-working. Yes. Yeah. Co- I'm I'm all things co-working. You are the guy on the live chat. Yes. <laughs> so there. Yeah. Yeah. 
You yeah. type in them on the live chat on our <laughs> website. It goes to That's me. That's you. Yes. Okay, great. Okay, wait, let's finish on the co-working. You have a couple of dedicated desks. Do I remember that correctly? Yeah, we have two dedicated desks, which okay. have not sold well mm. at, since our beginning. So now one of them is our coffee shop manager that uses one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. We, the other one. And we've reconfigured that. Initially, we had a lot of dedicated desks. Okay. And we quickly realized that is not the, that's not People the People don't answer. want it. Interesting. So, it's real. That's always really hard to predict. Yeah. So did you just turn it into flex? We turned it into flex. So our original idea was, well, we have a coffee shop. That yeah. can be our flex area. Mm-hmm. And then it quick, we quickly realized, well, that's filled with people actually eating and drinking in the coffee shop. There's yeah. not really and any seats there. you don't limit that. You, right. People can sit and hang out. Yeah. And I think that that's the- Wi-Fi? Like what happens if I- We do. We throttle it down. So we have a guest network that we throttle down. So it's slow um, and annoying. Does it cut off it's, after? It's two not. Hours? It's not. It's not. It's not annoyingly slow, but it's not okay. as fast as the the business one. And it cuts off after an hour. Oh, an hour, perfect. Okay. And you have to. You can. You can get it again. You just have to go through the like process again, where you click all the buttons. And I agree. And so it's yeah. just one of those things to try and like create kind of a, a signal. Friction. Like hey, you're not really yeah. supposed to stay here all day. Yeah. Because because our our we are unique in that we are a co-working space. And so people are working and we do have a lot of our co-working members that love going and working in the cafe. Ah, and so, interesting. Um, okay. Which is like they'll pop out of their office and go sit. Like they'll leave their private office yeah. that they're paying, you know, yeah. $600 a month for and go yeah. sit in the coffee shop. Cause they just like the vibe of the, yeah. the coffee shop. That would so, be me. I would love that. Like yeah. I got a zoom call. I'm going to go sit in my office, but I love the energy yes. of, yeah. Which is really, that's, that's, that's a lot of our people. So that, so we, we throttled that way. And then it's really, that's a lot of our leads have come from people in the coffee shop or, and I think because the coffee shop has done really well and people really, and it's really good coffee, people will come for that and then notice that we have other things and, you know, their mind starts working of like, Oh, I yeah. need to, uh, this would be great. Or I would love to get out of the house. We have a lot of people that just wanted to get out of the house. They want to be around people. Yeah. And so it's great. Cause we have the, because since we're so small back here, our, our flex area is really, you know, we have seven or eight desks kind of out in the open area and that's it, but they're never more than half full. And so it's a little bit quieter, but you still have the, like, you can still hear the coffee shop music yeah. in the background faintly. And yeah. so it still feels like there's more energy than I love it. a stale office. So. Okay. And you have snacks. This would be my problem. I would have like muffins and croissants every day and gain yes. like 200 pounds. Yeah. Is that avocado yes. toast? What's that in the photo? Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. That's a big seller. Our breakfast sandwiches are our most popular item, but okay. yeah, people love the avocado toast. And that's been also, if, I mean, the synergy between the two, I mean, it works really well. People, I mean, by far the biggest perk is that we do free coffee and tea from the coffee shop. And so they just love drip coffee. That- what if I want an almond milk cappuccino? It's 50% off espresso drinks. That's yeah, amazing. So, so people love that. Like that, they'll sign up to be a member just for the that, plus they get access to the, you know, workspace. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's interesting. Like it's sort of a bundle. Like, yeah. So it's really kind of joined. Of like, ooh, yeah. Mm, if you're going to, and we, we, we even have a coffee, we call it a coffee connoisseur plan. If you want to just work only in the coffee shop, we call it a loyalty program on steroids. You can get access to the better internet and all the discounts on the coffee drinks for $100 a month. What? So if you're going to be here every day anyways, you can get all the free coffee you want, better internet. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it's it's really, it's joint, but it's, you know, it's surprising. Like this is one of those like economies of scale things that I wasn't expecting. But like, yeah. if you think about like a Keurig machine or whatever you normally have in a co-working space, or if you did, you upgrade and did a little bit better, like yeah. even K-Cups cost over 50 cents each. Yeah, they do. Like, 
a cup yeah. of coffee for a cup of coffee for us costs less than that. Right. So it actually saves us money having the really nice coffee because we're doing we're doing full scale, you know, and we're right doing right. it at a scale. You're, where you're we can. totally at scale, right? Exactly. So mm. so even the even the fifty percent off espresso drinks, you know, we're doing a, making a just a little bit on that, but we're not even losing money when, on not that. Losing money. Okay. So wow, so that it. that allows us to. I mean, that's by far our biggest perk for people. There's a lot of stuff. Lavender lemonade. Oh, Mm -hmm. oh, pumpkin spice latte, maple cinnamon. Ooh, yum. Yes. Okay. What is, how do you handle the order ahead? Is this a custom app or is this a white labeled something? That's, that's white labeled from, we use Lightspeed as our POS. We have a separate POS system and everything for the coffee shop. And yeah. mm -hmm. Mm. And so it's really its own its own thing. It, it functions as its own yeah. thing. And we intentionally use different, we have Stripe. Well, we have proximity for the co-working space, which okay. uses Stripe. So we have Stripe okay. for the back. Got it. Light speed in the front. Yeah. Okay. If you, I mean, it's hard to maybe answer this question, but if you were to do like, do you, are you happy with the mix? Like size of coffee shop? Like, do you wish you did anything different in terms of? Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of things we've been reflecting recently because we were thinking about what's next in terms yeah. of like is this we, gonna be like an yeah, empire like, or what is this yeah. like do we do another location or do we expand just the co-working we have also an entire empty basement below us so that's an option basement's and, hard for workspace yeah so is yeah. so well the basement we've looked into as being a roastery do we start roasting our own coffee do right. we expand the coffee okay. production or do we go lean more into co-working and then mm. you know we've had we've mm. had local landlords and People that own other buildings approach us and say, "Hey, would you do co- your co-working in my building?" Right, and, and the so like a management take all agreement, of it. totally. Yeah. Right. So we're just thinking through what's next. So, so we were reflecting a lot about like, what did we learn? What would we do differently? I think we would definitely. We did not expect to be as busy in the coffee shop as what we are, which is a good problem. Yeah, but we would have more, you know, bigger storage area, bigger fridge, bigger okay, all that. We would have ex- the bigger footprint yeah. for the. For the coffee and then more efficient and yeah. And then also just would have had definitely more space for co-working. Obviously the space was limited in the space, but you know, if I was drawing up an ideal plan, we would have had a lot more space back here to kind of do different, to have different zones. I think that the hard Mm -hmm. part right now is, you know, we don't really have a zone where if you're going to, if you're going to be on the phone all day, you know, we have one phone booth, but we're so small or not. Like yeah, you need to have no, an office yeah. or yeah. otherwise you're going to be bothering people. And then if you take calls out in the coffee shop, people look at you funny and right. you know, that's not what you want to do. Yeah. So it's, like the grinder pops on every once in a while. Yeah. Right. Right. It's just the, mm-hmm. so I, th- so I think that that's the tricky part is we don't really have it. It's not a big enough space to really have multiple totally. zones. That is a big problem with small space. That's why I, I kind of love your combo because you're like, well, mm-hmm. we're office people. Yep. A little bit of flex and you know what you're getting with the flex and then with this other revenue stream, which is coffee. Yeah. And we have, we have a couple universities in our city. So we have, we have a couple professors that are members. They like, they do their come here and do the research or software engineers is a big, we have ah. a lot of software engineers or like freelancers, people that are doing their own thing or, yep. you know, kind of running their own deal and want something more professional than just a home office or. Okay. Wait, where do you work? I work here. I have one of the, I'm in one of the 11 offices. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Which I'm sure every month you're like, should I be doing, but you need to. So you still have, I'm jumping around a little bit, but you still do your not for profit work. So yes. 
Yeah. And you said like, yeah. well, yeah, tell, tell, tell us the. Yeah, I would, I would say I'm, I'm right now I'm at like 25 to 40%. I probably one to two days a week that I'm still doing that in between, really in between interruptions. I think that that's <laughs> the good and the bad of co-working yeah. and a coffee shop is just that I, I feel like I'm just constantly being interrupted all day. I know people, other people have said that on the the community manager calls, yeah. but just, and you wouldn't think so with a small co-working space, but I think the coffee shop amplifies it because we have so many people that are like, Hey, can I just get a quick tour? Or, hey, can factor. I see this? Or Totally. There is no, I think mm-hmm. on one of our last calls, people were complaining about not complaining, but lamenting how challenging it can be. Like if you want to not be in the office, like for smaller yeah. locations that aren't staff full time, putting like the QR code on the door and people just ignore it and they bang on the door that used to happen to us. It's like, you can't, but if you have a coffee shop in front that is constant, people feel like, Oh sure. Of course I can right. ask for a tour. Yeah. And it's, and the you know, barista never... can't do it. She's busy making a lot. Right. Yeah. And then that's, you know, we've, we've cross-trained, you know, some of our, we have a couple of full-time baristas that we've cross-trained to at least know the basics and be able to explain what is co-working, but that was another okay. thing. You know, we have people going up and asking our baristas about and co-working. Like, so like, I don't know what yeah. it is. I'm just here to make <laughs> coffee. So we've had to do like the basics of just like, you know, I made up a little sheet of like, if someone asks you about this, right. yeah. here's what you should say. Hey there, I'm jumping in again. This time I'm speaking to those of you that have, are either getting ready to hire a community manager or who have a community manager and you would like to support their training and development. We know how challenging it can be for co-working space operators to create their own training and development material to support their community managers. And this is so important in terms of onboarding new community managers and supporting the growth of your existing community managers. And we're getting towards the end of the year. What a great holiday gift, end of year gift to give to your community manager. So the platform is really around a couple of things. One is access to a community of like-minded folks. We have a very active Slack group with really wonderful questions that are posed every single day. And we find that's one of the biggest values. We have community managers from all over the world. And this is an excellent group of community managers that have invested time and effort into getting better at that role. And they are the kind of folks that you want your community manager to be by and hanging out with, and they know their stuff. Uh, Or sometimes they don't and they ask questions and we help them out. So I'm in the group. We have coaches that are in the group to support them. So we love when they ask questions for things they need help with, because the other aspect of the program is really around helping them get resources they need to make their jobs easier and to learn things that they can use in their role to be better at their job. So we provide some done-for-you resources like Google Business Posts, detailed event ideas, et cetera, that they can just kind of grab and go and use. And we also provide monthly resources that add to our training library so they can do our certification And then we have a lot of electives that help them um, kind of get better at all the things that that go with the role. So our community managers wear a lot of hats. So we break our content into industry knowledge for new community managers, community building, operations, sales and marketing, and leadership. So the leadership bucket is great for our more advanced community managers. We also have 
um, virtual office and digital mail training and uh, coffee training for anybody who needs to know how to use commercial uh, coffee brewers. So um, we uh, have some of the, I'm just going to give you kind of a sampling of content that we have. So in our community building modules, we have hosting your first member events, building community with budget-friendly events, member event swipe files, our sales and marketing modules. We have tour training. We have um, the training on the full co-working sales funnel. So they understand what that looks like. We have um, social media planning frameworks. We have, uh, what else do we have? Uh, three simple steps to an effective marketing newsletter. These are just some of our samples. Ooh, these are some of our best uh, utilized topics. Demystifying the process of letting your coworking members use your address for their Google business listing, uh, how to close a tour, operations modules, how to set up automations, how to do a new member onboarding audit, simple ways to use AI to boost your productivity. We have over 40 courses in the program. So we cover kind of higher level topics. And then we also cover things that are timely, like the CMRA updates, Google business updates, et cetera. So we get together monthly to do official training. And we also host a best practice sharing call, which is um, one of the fan favorites of the group and the Slack group. So if you have any questions at all about the program, don't hesitate to reach out. You can learn more and register at everythingcoworking.com forward slash community manager. Now back to our episode. <laughs> so all those little things that, yeah. So I think having the coffee shop there is my day gets hijacked a lot. So I, yeah. it's nice that I can do most of what I do. I do a lot of administrative work for the, the other nonprofit and a lot of stuff on a computer or spreadsheet. So I can do that in between yeah. most of that stuff. I can do in between interruptions. It's not like you're um, trying to manage zoom meetings and people are knocking on the door for tours yes. and yeah, <laughs> which that's, that's drew. He's the other co-founder. He's, he's probably the opposite. He's the inverse of me. So he's 75% okay. still at the nonprofit and then 25% okay. does like, you know, he does all of our social media marketing. He's the creative person. I'm the numbers guy on yeah. the relationship. Okay. And so he, but he's the one that has meetings and calls and all that stuff all day. So that's, yeah. He he doesn't have deal with those the interruptions like I am, but Okay, so are you tempted to hire somebody to do some of your work or does, is it just hard yeah. to justify like That's that's what we're in the middle of right now is that it's we're not we're in that weird space where we're not big enough as a co-working space to justify yeah. a full-time yeah. person not really even like a half-time person. Yeah. It's weird that you know it's It's, it's totally that's the challenge with right that size. Yeah can't justify the human, but you still have the interruptions. And so it's taking up your time right. which is worth more than, you know, exactly. It's, tricky though. it's like, yeah. we would love, it would be ideal if we had someone that was a flex member, like, you know, I know that like people mentioned on the calls, but like if someone yep. that was going to be here anyways, that wouldn't mind being interrupted, but it, it's yep. just really hard to find for us. At least it's been really hard to find someone that a can be here every day. A lot of our flex members are, you know, two or three days a week. Totally Right. And then B that's, whatever they're doing is they're able to be interrupted periodically yeah. throughout the day. So it just, and then our flex membership is only 300 a month. And if you're being interrupted every day, it feels you're like it's that, not worth it. That's man. not, that's not <laughs> worth it. So it feels like we have to pay yeah. you more. And so we've, yeah. we've, we've toyed around with doing a more like commission-based model mm. of mm. you, where you get paid per like conference room reservation, you get paid per, per tour. 
and then a percentage of any like mail service or whatever yeah. you any new yeah, signups like you get. Yeah. So that's kind of paying we, for activity. Yeah. Right. So basically we'll pay we'll compensate you if you have to do anything. Right. So it's just that. yeah, in an ideal world we'd have someone that's doing it part-time or we would have another location and then I was going to say justify. that's the argument for the another location yeah. is that then you could have a floater who's kind of managing Right. If we had an expansion where you could extent. bounce back and forth depending on the reservations yeah. or day passes and Yeah. Which I we've gotten way more day pass and conference room use than so okay, so you do have I you mentioned small meeting room. What are yes. what you have, you have another meeting room? So we have I'm in the small one that fits four, and then uh we have another room that fits eight. Okay. Uh, up to eight. It was it it was initially supposed to be bigger and then we ran out of space. So <laughs> that's as big as it's we eight. could make it and eight. still have the I, I don't usually recommend I, I think right now it's small and very large that are selling. Yes. You you rent the eight though. Yeah, that's that's yeah. our most popular. We lots of like, you know, we're doing an offsite team training for okay. the day, or we're doing a whatever this for the day. I would say it's, uh, and our members use it quite a bit. Like I said, we use it. We rent it out and use it for our trainings for the nonprofit. Mm-hmm. We yeah. rent it out. We have another. We have the other thing is because we're so nonprofit focused, we give we give back five percent of every membership to local nonprofits. We have a little giving wall and and our members get to choose where their 5% goes. And so that's a cool little thing I love that. that they love. And so we we actually have two or three other nonprofits that have our offices here. And so they're using it a lot for their meetings. Okay, and great. Because that was part of things. the initial sort of why, like, you know yes. what? I'd like this, right. I have this community. Okay, good. So we would love to, that's one of the reasons why we if we did another location, we would want to do different a different product mix. We would want to have one of those larger rooms. I'd say that the biggest thing right now that we can't accommodate that we get requests like for probably once room. once a week is is more of like a classroom size. Yeah. Like we need somewhere like, for twenty people. That's uh, and totally then it, a post COVID thing, or yes. like people like are just more aware. Mm-hmm. But that's a really hard product to find. It's either yes. a hotel or a co-working space, generally. Yep. Maybe a rec center. Like we have a really beautiful rec center in our town that has that. But yeah. Yeah. So that that we get requests for that and we get requests for bigger offices because our largest office only fits two people. And so we we get yeah. requests hmm. for, hey, we we there's a team of four of us. Mm, like, well, we yeah. can't really yeah. fit that or six, you know, yep. it's the bigger, bigger offices and bigger meeting spaces. Yeah. Yeah, so we're 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 talking with someone right now that has a that has a space that they want to use on the weekends for event space and is looking for someone that wants to do something with it during the week. Oh, so there you go. Yeah, approached us about what would that look like and wait. So do you do events at all in the coffee shop area or we do? Yeah, okay. so you can rent out the coffee shop okay. after hours. Yes, yeah, so we have event event rental and we've done three or four. You know, we've done birthday parties and okay. graduation parties all the way to we've done. A, nonprofit fundraisers, which have been really fun. Yeah. Yeah. And even like community night, we did a storytelling poetry kind of night, live music. That was fun. So. Okay. So my understanding is that the coffee business is location, location, location. Yes. So it sounds like you optimized for the coffee and that's working well. Yes. Yeah. So if you went to another location, or it, if you did an additional location, you'd have to like really figure out. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, you, we would definitely, 
it's not that we didn't prioritize the co-working. It was just that given the location, we had mm -hmm. to make sure we got the coffee right. The we coffee, knew that yeah. that was key. That was the thing. So if we did another location, we've even talked about um, what would it look like for a hybrid role where we have sort of like a community manager slash barista where we have a little coffee cart that's serving our coffee and a smaller espresso machine and they can make drinks for members on site and then also do all the other co-working stuff. So yeah. I think something where the co-working would be the focus and we would still uh, have our coffee, yep. it would be ancillary. So it'd still be the perks and then it would still work both places. You could still come here and get a coffee and vice versa. So yes. that's, that's what we're exploring right now is how do we, how do we get another space where the, we can put more of a priority on the co-working space itself and, and really expand that. But still the, keep the coffee integrated. That's interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's so strange too, because the coffee, you know, the, the coffee side of thing probably does six times the revenue of the co-working space. Yeah. But the profits are the co-working profits are actually higher than coffee profits after after yeah. we pay you know after payroll and the cost of on goods a percentage basis or on and... a total basis like an absolute basis or a percentage both huh. well yeah I, percentage definitely percentage it's close on the absolute okay interesting but i always because... think of coffee shops as like printing money yeah, it's actually, that was one of the things our advisors said to us was don't, just so you know, right. <laughs> just so you know, like this is a super, like the margin on a cup of coffee is high, mm -hmm. but to make money on the business, when you're paying, you know, that a cup of coffee is only $3. You have to sell yeah, a lot the of volume. those, you have to sell the volume to justify. Yeah. Which is why know, the location labor. is so important because if right. you don't have the volume, it's not working. I yeah. No. Yeah, because you know between yeah payroll, cost of goods, yeah, even just you know, yeah, rent, the dumpster, all the like food safety stuff, like all the things that you just wouldn't we wouldn't have had to yeah. do. Maintenance, I'm sure there's just a lot of operational. So costs. it's, I mean, yeah. it's a beast in terms of okay. like pure number. Like it's nice because we have steady steady sales volume. We have something we yep. can depend on. And, and you don't have for co working, but I guess do you have swings? Like one of the things that comes up in our operator membership, we don't talk about it as much in the community manager group, but it's just like sort of some, sometimes you're like, where did everybody go this month? Like it's, yep. yeah. Like you have recurring revenue, but sometimes there can be swings. Is there less of that with the combo business? Yes. I would say there's less of that. That I think that's one of the biggest pros to this is that there, there's two different revenue streams. And so that was kind of like, yeah. they both have, they both have to be doing bad for it to, for us to like feel it. So like if the coffee shop's doing good, we can absorb yeah. a couple months of an open office or two or vice versa. If all of our offices are filled, it's okay if the coffee shops, yeah. you know, takes a dip in sales. But so it's, it's, it's nice that it's kind of leveled that out for us. You know, like October is our busiest month in the coffee shop. And we surprisingly have the biggest, that's your highest grossing month. Like, of yeah. The year. Yeah, for some reason, people love their pumpkin spice and I was maple cinnamon lattes. Pumpkin spice. <laughs> There's something about fall and coffee, yeah. and huh. you know, winter time is kind of a lull. Yeah, uh, right, because so, it's very cold where you are. Less. Yeah. Okay. Do you do a lot of Door DoorDash volume? No, we we do we do none. We don't we, we don't do as any, a choice. Yeah, as a choice. Okay. That was just something we didn't want to. Yeah, that was a whole nother beast that we didn't want to mess with. Yeah. Um, might help with winter revenues though. Yes. So that would be another potential revenue stream if we wanted to explore that. We've 
yeah, they've tried to get us to do that for a while, but yeah. with, with such a small footprint, it's just hard. We're just so limited on space already. And then, yeah. and then also it, it would require us to upgrade our packaging and, and you'd have to have someone else on, you'd have to have more payroll yeah, and you have to give them fees. And so it was just one of those headaches that no thanks. at the end no of the day, yeah. and then like someone gets a spilled drink and it's just not the experience that we want from yeah, their the coffee side of things. Lattes cold when they get it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or it's watered down because it sat there in the right. car for so long. Yeah. And all the foam went. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 So, so there's, I mean, there's, there's obviously pros and cons to it, but that was one of the things where we had enough other things going on that we didn't need to, to mess with that, but it is not, it is nice to have revenue of two different revenue streams. And, you know, there's been, yeah. you know, our, we were open six months and our coffee shop manager left and I kind of had to do that both jobs for a little bit. And so it was like, okay, I'm going to have to put co-working on the back burner yeah. and focus on coffee, make sure that this is run. Now it feels like this, you know, focus is shifting and build our, we have all of our offices filled in a wait list uh, for the first time in a long time. So that's nice going into the winter months as well. So. Yeah. Okay. How hard is staffing the coffee shop? In terms of it like is, hiring good people, getting them to it stay. It is hard. Mm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Getting them to stay. I think it's just the nature of the industry. I think that's just like, you know. Yeah. It's a transitory very, sort of job. Yeah. Very like, few people are like, I want to be a barista as my career. Yeah. That's, we know that going in. I mean, yeah. and we want that. So we, we do the best to try and we have a, we have two colleges here. So we have a lot of college kids that apply and want to be a barista and they've, yeah. they've been some of our best employees. Um, and then our, we found some other ones that are post-grad, but aren't ready to start their career and they're like, I just want to do this or they're aspiring artist or musician mm -hmm. or something. And they just need something to pay the bills while they're rent. pursuing yep. their other passions. And so those have been great. Those have been some great employees, but the, you know, it's hard. It feels like every six, six months we have a new, new staff. Yeah. More training. And we're just back. Yeah. It's the same thing over and over and over again in terms of training and staffing and, and that whole thing. So that's where it's really just, it's, it's a machine. It's a yeah. beast that's like demand so much. So it's really, it sounds more, it, you know, when you think, oh, I'm just going to open a coffee shop. It sounds, it sounds romantic. Sounds great. You know, yeah. I get, and it is, I get nice, good <laughs> coffee every day. It's yeah. awesome. But, but it's just, it's a lot. And that's, that would be my, my biggest advice to anyone that's thinking about yeah, I was it. I just going to ask you. Yeah. What, if you were going to give some advice yeah. around the combo, you can separate your advice if you want, but yeah. What would, what would you tell somebody who's, excited about both ideas. Is, yeah. Is, is it to really treat it as two, two businesses? It's two separate things, you know, or, or no going in and optimize, you know, like we, we treat co-working and coffee as two separate businesses. They obviously have a lot of synergies, but to really focus on, you really need someone focused on coffee and you really need someone focused on co-working to make it work. It's just, it's just too much for me to do both. I couldn't do both effectively when I was doing it both. So I think we got, you know, if, if, if you're more co-working focused, maybe you need, that's where you need to hire a full-time person or if it, like us coffee focus, mm -hmm. hire a full-time person there, but you've got to do something where you have someone that's taking a big chunk of it off because it's just, it's too much. You'll get consumed with one or the other. And then yeah. it really, Nicolette. they, and they both, they both need, there, there is a, uh, they both need to work independently. I think that that's the other thing too, if, um, you know, it'd be really easy 
you know, we had the coffee shop and it could subsidize the co-working space and be like, oh, we don't need to have all the offices filled. The coffee shop's doing mm-hmm. great. But then why do we have all this space in the first place? We should have yeah. just done the cut. Co- like yeah. at some point, like th- this needs to be profitable and the coffee shop needs to be profitable for, for this to work. And that needs to be the goal going in. And I mean, I we knew going in 2,500 feet, square feet for a co-working space was not, it wasn't going to be a lot of profit if it was profitable, but what can we do to maximize the space? And really we viewed it as how can we break even, how can the co-working space pay the rent and allow us to be here so that all the, whatever we make from coffee is our profits and that's gravy. That was kind of our goal of like, can we get some people, some guaranteed revenue on a monthly basis that we know is going to pay the bills so that the coffee shop can be the extra ancillary thing. And so I think that that's, that would be my biggest piece of advice is to, to treat it as don't try and do it all combined. Obviously there's overlap. They get the free coffee and we have little discount cards that they carry and they, you know, like a little badge that they get. And there's a lot of other overlaps, but to, to, to treat them as two separate things um, and make sure that they're both working well would be the, the biggest piece of advice. Yeah. And the location has to work. I've heard operators say, there's a group in Denver that owns their building. They have 60,000 feet and they had a coffee shop in it and they were like, not, they didn't have yep. no foot traffic. And so even a 60,000 square foot building was not enough to support, right. not enough volume. They couldn't afford yep. the staff to staff it all day long. So, and I, and that, heard, I yeah. yeah, I would, I would, I would echo that. And just saying, you know, I think we're, we're proof that if you want to do both, I think it makes sense to be in a location where, you're going to have a lot of foot traffic for the coffee. And then that's a thing. Like we had, we, and you're going to have to make sacrifices. We had to sacrifice parking. Right. It's not ideal. We don't have any windows in our co working space, which is not oh, that's ideal. That's so interesting. None. Yeah. None. Huh. Okay, so, but people like the vibe enough. You got right. the mix. Obviously, you nailed the mix. I mean, you had to adjust right. your dedicated desk. Okay. Let's make them flex. Yeah. Right. But, but if you, if you do that, and if the coffee shop is done really well and it's a location where you're going to get lots of foot traffic and people walking by and walking in, that's really been the engine for the marketing and the people seeing the space. And if they love your coffee shop and they love being in your coffee shop and they are looking for a place to work or they have a colleague who's like, or they need to have a meeting with so many of our meetings are, mm-hmm. we were meeting in your coffee shop, but it's just, you know, there's it's too packed. Right. We, and then we realized we could just pay you. And, and then we back. pay, and then they do it one time and they're like, oh, this is fantastic. We're going to do this every time because we also include free copy with any room reservation. You do. So, like, so free like, why copy? wouldn't we do this? Yeah. So, so I, so I think that if you, if you optimize and get a lot of foot traffic in there, that'll be, I mean, that's been our biggest lead generation for the co-working space, which we was our intention going in and we knew we had to do, um, because it's our signage says coffee and co-working, but most people, when they're coming here, they're coming here for coffee yeah. and then they see the co-working or they're unfamiliar with it, or they're learning about what co-working is. And then they walk through the doors and they're like, oh, this is great. Um, and just being so community focused too has allowed us to really build a community around other people who are community focused, you know, other nonprofits and just people yeah. that want to give back and are in- involved in the community. And so I think we've quickly embedded ourselves and we've been known as a place like that they're for the community. And I think that that naturally brings people in too. So yeah. Yeah. if you, I, so if you do that well, I think the co-working will follow. Obviously you have to do the co-working well too. And it's, I think- yeah. Ours is well designed, and I think we we're very focused on hospital. They're both hospitality, so it's it's really this. It's no different. We serve people out there, and then we just serve them back here, and it's just serving them in a different way, yeah, and different needs. But it's that same mentality, and I think that because we do that well, p- 
people are drawn to that and they want to be part of the space and the community that goes with it. You know, I, I don't think anyone would say this is where, this is the ideal place for me to drive and work every day. It's hard, you know, it's not easy to get to, there's not parking, yep. but they're in the middle of town and they're around a lot of people. And there's a really awesome coffee shop that if yep. they do need to have a meeting, they could step out there and meet with someone or they can invite them back into the meeting room. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's worked really well. Good. Okay. Our time is up. I have to let you go. I'm sure yes. people listening are thinking of questions that I have not asked. So <laughs> we might have I've to do always open to answer some, some more. Yeah. 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 You'll have to keep me posted if you pursue the building of the, the empire. Yes. Yeah. It was so good to catch up. I'm glad things are going well and you're doing. Yeah. And, and the family's growing. Good luck with, with that addition. Yes. <laughs> take some time off. Did you, I'm going to try to, we'll see, we'll see how that works, but I'm going to attempt to yeah. not be here as much at least. So. Yeah, totally. Good. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for having well, me on. It's been fun. To, yeah. Fun to chat. Good. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, tell a friend, hit that subscribe button and leave us a rating and review. It makes a huge difference in helping others like you find us. If you'd like to learn more about our education and coaching programs, head over to everythingcoworking.com. We'll see you next week.